This episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Adam, how's the ASHL going, buddy? It was tough. We lost the other day. Still buried, though. You know, we lost to a team of all CIS hockey players, so it's not that bad. You know, they changed it from CIS to U Sports like a decade ago, right? Yeah, but I mean, nobody actually calls it that. Have you seen the new barn in Saskatoon yet? I haven't been by, but I, I think there was like a picture on Facebook. I don't know if it was like a graphic or not, but it looked pretty snazzy. They've done a couple of media tours for it, like just so people can kind of see where it's at. Uh, I've seen some pics, haven't been in it, but it looks a lot better than old Rutherford. Oh shit, that's still my favorite rink is just the huge ass beams right in the middle of the stands. No care at all. Great design. Old rusty barn. Yeah, rust delays when the puck hits the roof. That's going to suck. For uh, playing in there, uh, how many goals you got, uh, Barry? In this summer, I know it's uh, you're playing in with the AHL guys now. I see you're a big dog in there. Five and seven games. I'm more of an assist guy, so they don't count those though. You're full of it. If it's not on Elite Prospects, I don't believe you. It's on the ASHL website. <laughs> Five bingos for the Trout Day. Eh? Do you play with your little bro? No, we got like a bunch of guys, like a couple college guys. A uh, couple guys like who played SJ Dahlgren's our coach this summer. Ings is our goalie, Sweet. but he hasn't showed he hasn't showed up for two weeks. Too much wine Wednesday for him, eh? Who knows, man? He went to development camp and he hasn't come back. Kid's a trooper. Black Ace is it for once. Decides never to show up again. You done with your uh, grade eight summer school upgrading? No, I'm still going. I got two oh, more classes. I passed the other class, but I got two two new classes. What did you pass with? I I don't know if you I don't know if I could see you being a nerd in school, but I don't think you're a dumb kid either, eh? I get by all right. I mean, it's always stressful, but what did you I, pull I off by. in that class? Toss in me a number cl- in the math class. Yeah. Oh man. Like half the class failed, and I I got over a sixty in it, so that's it's pretty happy with that. I mean, if half the class is failing, and you needed to take about three classes the year after, there's still a big difference. Though. Like, were you like a sixty-one, or were you like a 67, 68? No, I was sixty-one. Oh, okay, so you're just you're just grinding it out, eh? That's pretty good for a math class that doesn't even make sense half the time. Dude, math is simple. It's just numbers. You just punch them into a calculator, write down the correct one. Definitely not the case. That is why I did not go NCAA. Other than that, though, uh, you know, we'll stick uh, away from school. Stick with what we know, and that is the Twitter game, which was blowing up. First, I want to start with you because you started shit on Twitter. I don't even know like when you tweeted it because I must have been sleeping because I seen it like. It was probably like 10 hours later and you were getting a strip torn off you. What did you, you posted about Ike, like he changed his number and you were like, okay, like sick, but now you just screwed over everyone with Eichel jerseys and Buffalo, like the whole state of New York just lost their bonks. eh? Yeah. So first off, uh, my car, I locked my keys out of my car and I was waiting for the tow truck to come open it. 
50 bucks, which isn't cheap, but I saw, yeah, well, I got, uh, sent a pick of Eichel switching numbers or something like that. And I work at a sports store. So the Jersey's like 150 or 200 bucks. Okay. The twill package, like the name and number package, that's like 90 bucks. So people are going to have to spend almost 300 bucks just to get this new Jersey. But no, I just tweeted, like, I was like, I don't know that number nine is that important to a franchise player who has clearly sold the most jerseys. Like, on out of all your players, he probably has the most in the stands. But apparently it just means so much to him that he wears number nine because he wore it at Boston University or wherever the fuck he played. So, yeah, I just said, you know, he's screwing people over because number nine is just so precious to him. And I got 19 replies, all from Sabres fans, but I think the joke's on them because they live in Buffalo. Idiots. Who chooses to live in Buffalo? I just hate Buffalo because at World Juniors, like, there was no one who showed up. I can't believe how expensive hockey jerseys are, though. I've, I can honestly say I've never bought, like, a hockey jersey, like a fan-wise hockey jersey. Do you own any of them? Like, are you a big jersey guy? No. I'm more of a just kind of wear a vintage T-shirt like type guy the jerseys are just too much i don't like how they fit and i don't like spilling drinks on them that's pretty classy though like the vintage shirts like on road trips we'd always rock jerseys that was what we'd always do back and i was like 16 17 playing juniors like it was like who had the sickest jersey and so i mean you'd go classic like if you could find like a hartford whalers one or like an old phoenix roadrunner you were living it up there but as for like buying any chill jerseys I just, I couldn't, I mean, like, especially once you get, well, I mean, our age, like there's guys we know, like you never just go and buy an Ingram jersey or a Lynn jersey and just like rock it around for fun. Like, that's just weird. I get it. It's okay if like a fan buys it, but yeah, pushing limits if, you know, it's just your friend. I think like I'd wear an Ingram or a Lind one just as a joke to one of their games, just so people knew that I was, I was kind of there because of them but uh no it's just like i don't want a Connor mcdavid jersey because we're born in the same year and i'm not going to wear his jersey like it's obviously i don't think it's weird like i like the fan sport that people are wearing his jersey but like there's like 45 year old dads who's got his jersey on and i'm sure he thinks it's cool and shit but like i mean at the same time i just can't bring myself to wear a jersey of a guy who's my age dude weirdest jersey story ever was when i was 16 i was down in uh, missoula and so after one of our games we had like oh like skate with the fans right and so that was when i was coming down there all hot stud canadian right like no one i mean you would have thought i was from like a foreign land or something put a couple of good starts and then like they, they sold our jerseys and stuff and so after this game we had a skate with the fans and there was a guy who I mean, I want to say he was pushing 70, maybe older, rocking a jersey, skating on the ice. He could barely skate. Like, you know, like he could have used a walker, I swear. And he was asking me to sign his jersey. I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, this guy looks older than my grandpa. And from that point on, I was like, okay, maybe we just lay off the jerseys. Like, if I was, like, signing, like, a towel for his grandkid or something, that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, pushing some limits there. Yeah, I think it it should just be about the kids. Like, 
you always see those dicks like when there's the guys coming out for the three stars and they got the stick or whatever to give away you always see those dicks who are like coming down and like trying to like push away all like the eight and nine year olds but the players obviously know they're like if the guy catches it they'll like bang on the glass and kind of tell him like hey that's for the kid but like they just think it's annoying how people like show up and they have like shit to get signed that you think that they're probably going to sell. Oh, like I mean, guaranteed. I mean, no one's selling my jersey. I don't think you can give it away for free now, but holy. Okay, uh, moving on, though, because, as again, we got a lot more Twitter, Twitter beef to go through. Kucherov, first of all, you stirred the pot. I swear I just poured it on Tampa Bay fans because they were spitting fire. And no one had a good reasoning. Everyone's like, oh, he had a good season without Stamkos. Cool. Read the blog. I mean, nothing in there was like Kucherov is a bad player. It was literally just like, I don't think Kucherov deserves to be put in this category yet just because he's put up good points. Like, there was so many miscued stats that they were throwing around. Like, oh, but Kucherov scored a game-winning goal in round two in 2016. No one cares. I mean, you can tell. And I don't want to rip on Tampa fans because I love hockey in weird places and Florida's not a traditional hockey market, so I do appreciate that. But okay, let's pump the brakes here on Kucherov. He's not a generational player. He's not better than Stamkos. He's honestly, is he more val- valuable than Vasilevsky? No, I'm not going to say that. He's no headman. So did he probably handicap his team in the future? Yeah, guaranteed. I mean, it's a sewer, but it's a Russian. What do you expect? Little scum. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, you know, our first and biggest guest, Connor Ingram. Who's your top goaltending prospect? Tampa Bay Lightning fans? Connor Ingram. You probably should know that if you're actual Tampa Bay Lightning fans and you would have listened to the show by now. But no, I mean, like maybe the phrase he's not worth $9.5 million is a little subjective but compared to some guys like compared to Ovechkin he's not worth that much compared to Jamie Benn and eh, the Twitter poll said otherwise but I'd still say he's not worth as much as Jamie Benn I know like the state taxes and salary cup going up plays a factor in it but Braden Point Vashlevsky probably aren't going to be able to stay because of how many contracts you've dished out but yeah people need to relax it was all factual evidence in the article where you said that he was 20-whatever in even strength assists and then 70-whatever in plus-minus. like plus minus, And like those are factual comments. And who are the guys kicking him when he booted Brett Conley at the end of the series? We were. And we said, you know what? Nikita Kucherov is... It's almost on him and Stamkos because in the last three games, once again, in the article, biggest games of the season, you said it. You said Whose fault is it that they lost? Kucherov and Stamkos, because other than their lethal power play, which is a top three power play in the league, they were horribly even strength and they didn't do anything. And how many cups has Kucherov won? Zero. How many times? He missed the playoffs the year before, but apparently us saying that he hasn't done anything is inadmissible because he didn't have Stamkos. But yeah, he missed the playoffs last year, President's Trophy this year, close to it, and lost to Washington. There was just so many just horrible arguing points. And probably one of my favorite ones had to have been the fact that I brought up like, oh, he's a plus 37 in three seasons on a team that's won over 47 games a year. And people are like, oh, well, you can't say that. Like, you know, 
plus minus doesn't matter. He just plays so much. Like, no, that is actually awful. Like, that's not even a plus 13 a season average on a team who contends for President's Cups, you know, just a top-end team, and they are that subpar? Like, give me a break. That is bad. Plus, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's clutch. Oh, he wasn't even close to his clutch as a Braden Point. Get 12 game winners. Yeah. Number 21, even strength assist. I There was just no actual arguments. Yeah, and honestly, like, the same people who are giving a shit about giving Kucherov shit, are the same people who beat that Ovechkin and was like, oh, this guy can't win. He's not worth this much. He's not doing this much. And sure enough, he won. And, you know, he was always a guy who's putting up great numbers, but eventually you have to get it done. And now Kucherov's getting paid. They're probably going to lose their starting goalie unless, like, they have to work some magic and trade Tyler Johnson and stuff, which is easier said than done, but he's still a good player and you'll get something for him. But, I mean... It's not as easy as people think where they're like, oh, yeah, we got Kucherov locked up, Cups ours. Well, where's Braden Point and Vashlevsky going to go? Dude, I mean, they're just digging themselves into a hole. I don't think anyone, like, if you try disagree with that, you are actually an idiot. And to the people who commented and said he's a top five NHLer, what are you smoking? On the power that's, play, that's sure. That's the craziest cop. <laughs> yeah. That's the craziest comment ever. You can't actually say Nikita Kucherov is a top five NHLer. That's nuts. They're like I I don't even know if he's a top ten. Honestly, I mean, when you think about like all round NHL players, Nikita Kucherov is seriously in your top five. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying like his impact on the game is less than my boy Barkov blog coming out tomorrow, maybe if I get it done. But you've just been pumping that one for weeks, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, all I can say is like Kucherov doesn't have have the same impact on a game five on five as like Connor McDavid, Crosby, Tavares, Kuznetsov, Matthews, like all those guys, because he plays on the wall on the power play and he plays on the wall in the defensive zone and he's not playing against the other team's top guys. Like he's getting their top D pair. Sometimes if he's not playing with Stamkos, he might not even be, but yeah, like he's still a really good player. And like you, I'd have him on my team any day, but I'm just saying like people need to pump the brakes on, Oh, he's had this many points last year and this many points this year. It's like, he's like how many of those points are on the power play where he's feeding Guys, one timers getting fed one timers and backdoor tappings and all that. But what's he have to show for two playoff series and two playoff series wins and one was against the Devils? That's what I said. Like 40%, literally 40% of his career points have come on the power play. That's crazy. And I made sure to fact check myself on that one. So I went with his points. I checked like all these other, I mean, especially looking at wingers, even top end centers, no one, no one's even close to 30% of power play points total. So 40%, give me a break. Get off your high horse, Tampa. One more fact on this one, because I want to move on from Kucherov. It's going to get me too fired up here. How about the fans that were DMing us, throwing us some love, saying, hey, yeah, maybe Tampa fans are pretty stupid. So, uh, yeah, shout out to you, Floridians, Floridas. What do we call those people in Florida? We had people message us saying that. Dude, look at our DMs. 
We were we were just getting like like people weren't gonna comment. So they were just like whatever. We'll just toss them a DM because we're beauties, right? So I'm gonna stick with Floridas. <laughs> That's kind of like Florida. So whoever well, that girl, she's not impressed with that contract one bit. Then she oh, has dude. She, she shredded. Read the message. Read the message. This is shout out shout out to at Sports Logic eight two. Um, also shout out to us at World Hockey RPT. Apparently, we only get like three likes or retweet according to some other guy who called us out. And then our Leah Sanderson video got like 700 retweets, so whatever. Um, so yeah, this girl DMs us after she sees the article. She goes, yep, I'm not impressed with that cooch contract one fucking bit. And we replied and we we're like, yeah, like it's not like maybe it's an overpay, but like, I mean, he's a good individual player and she's like agreed not to mention his piss poor attitude. He was a turnover machine and just wasn't good when we needed him to, I wouldn't have extended him or I would have extended him, but not for eight years and for 9.5 million. Fuck that pouty bitch. I don't care how great he is. And she was just going message. Yeah. I'm not reading the long message people that's you gotta the, give it a try you gotta give it a try kids are listening man it's just oh, dude. some of the stuff she says i well she pays a lot of money for season tickets and then she said i hope we win the cup and then she made a sexual reference that we cannot repeat on here and then she's like i feel so bad for saying that and then she's said she's gonna sob into her beer when they trade Callahan, which doesn't make any point or it doesn't make any sense because Callahan kind of sucks. And then she said she wants to come to Canada. So shout out to this girl. I know we're reading your conversation with us, but we're giving you a shout out because we know how fired up you are. And yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for messaging us. I just love loose cannons who just absolutely unload through DMS. Cause that was hilarious. Like, she was hard no on the whole Kucherov signing. Gotta love that. Okay, moving on. Uh, Chris Kunitz. I know you're a big Oilers fan, so this probably hurt you right in the heart. Maybe it's like a kick in the balls. But dude, he he literally straight up told someone he doesn't want to play on a Western Canadian team because their defense is horrible. And straight up, everyone knows that was the Oilers. I think that's too funny because, I mean, that's a guy who's seen so many different teams. And for him to say, yeah, okay, the Oilers aren't going to win because their defense are hot trash. That's a little bit of an ego uh, pop, let's call it, for Oilers Nation. I have a I have a theory. Um, it's not a very valid theory, but it's a theory. In all honesty, it could be Vancouver because Jim Benning has no idea what he's doing. So, and how many old aging free agents has he signed? Roussel, Jay Beagle, Del Zotto, Sam Gagne, Louis Erickson, the list goes on. So it could be Vancouver talking to Chris Kunitz. Probably isn't. It's probably the Oilers. And he's right. Their defense is an absolute embarrassment. They have $9 million locked into Andre Secker and Chris Russell. Both have played a million NHL games and both aren't going to get any better. Um, you traded uh, the MVP for like a number of three or four defensemen who gets four goals a year. Uh, your best defenseman just fell off a cliff last year and was hurt the whole year, and he's got a million so- uh, shoulder surgeries. Still have an extended Darnell Nurse, and 
honestly, he cannot handle a puck if his life depended on it yet. So there's still hope. There's still hope for him, though. Um, and then you got Matt Benning, who didn't really do anything last year either. Then we got Kevin Gravel, too. So, I mean, good depth guy, but he's not moving the needle for Chris Kunitz. Dude, I guarantee you there's no way he was talking about Vancouver. Because he said it was, there was something about a playoff team in there that was talked about. And it had to have been the Oilers because, like, you don't turn down a chance to play with Connor McDavid unless you really think you will never get a breakout pass on the tape from Darnell Nurse. That's the only way. Only way that that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, like, honestly, I don't, as somebody who watches the Oilers, I don't even think I'd want Chris Kunitz because I saw Mike Camilleri last year, and he actually did really well for Mike Camilleri. But, like, at the same time, like, Chris Kunitz did not look like a very good hockey player or he looked, he's still a good hockey player, but I mean, he did not look like the Chris Kunitz of old last year in the playoffs with Dude, he's 38 years old. Yeah, I know, but he's a former SJHL guy. So I'm going to give him some love and he's probably a sick team guy. So I'd like, I'd like him on the Oilers, but I mean, at the same time, like it's a young man's league. That's for sure. The, The best thing about Chris Kunitz is all he does is win. Right. So, you got to give him a little bit of credit in that aspect, maybe a good leader. But yeah, I mean, for what the Oilers are looking for, probably not their best guy to go with. Okay, moving on, a little bit quick hits here. Uh, NHL news, Patty Maroon to the Blues. You like it, you love it, you can't hate it. I'm happy for Patrick Maroon because he's from there and his son lives there. Like his son's like six or seven and lives with whatever girl he had the kid with. But I'm happy for him. The devil said they offered him more money. I think the Coyotes offered him more money, but he clearly wanted to go back to St. Louis, and it means a lot to him. And honestly, you know, Patrick Maroon, he had like, what, 20-some goals playing with McDavid, and the year before, he's playing with Getzlaff and Perry, then he gets thrown with McDavid and Edmonton. Like, there's something to be said about his hockey sense and his ability to play with top players, and he can kind of play anywhere in the lineup. I think with him, though, like the reason that he's not getting any long-term deal or any deal that's over, what do you get, 1.75, is because there's inconsistencies there, and there's times where he looks extremely disinterested in playing or he'll take a selfish penalty because he's mad. Or if things don't go his way, he'll take a selfish penalty. So, yeah, I mean, like it's good for him, and it's a good story, I guess. Well, that uh, took a while to get through not going to comment too much on that. No, I think it's good. I, I like what St. Louis is doing in the off season. So it's not, it, it's so hard for them to like try actually compete though. Cause you got to play against Nashville. You got to beat Winnipeg. Like they're getting slower though. Yeah, I know, but like, they're still not bad. Like they're adding some half decent pieces. Okay. Ryan O'Reilly's all right. Maroon's all right. The thing is, is why don't they just, they just got to sell farm. Just, just suck it up. You're not going to win for the next five years. Let other teams mess up. Take advantage when they're not as good. They're not going to sell farm because they just sold it to get Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, that was, that was too much. Oh, big overpay for a guy with an overpaid contract. Now, what you cut me off from, uh, the John Tavares thing, I'm getting sick of seeing this, but I got to ask you because you're the biggest NHL fan probably in Saskatchewan. Um, did you ever have NHL-themed bed sheets? Yeah. Uh, I knew it. I think, I think my first set, was 
like every team was on it, I think. And I had one of those scoreboard clocks. So like you put like the, I think it was a Colorado avalanche one. And it was just like a, like a plastic box, but it had like kind of the scoreboard theme over it. Uh, it's pretty sick actually. You're such a fair weather fan. Eh? I had the, I don't even know why it was Colorado. I have no idea how I got it or why it was Colorado, but it was Colorado. And then, yeah, I had the whatever NHL, whatever teams, bed sheets, I guess. That's classic. I definitely, I, I just had a hunch, hunching with that one. Okay, the Carlson rumors were getting outrageous. What were you talking about Tavares earlier? Well, no, just the Tavares picture. Oh, of him in the bed sheets, right. That makes sense, right? Okay. So uh, back to Carlson now. Um, all those trade rumors, everyone was losing their mind. Everyone's like, oh, he's getting dished before 3 o'clock Eastern time. And so there was people who were literally staying up all night Meanwhile, Carlson's like flying overseas and he's golfing with like Ryan Whitney, Todd Bertuzzi, Zet, like, I mean, just a bunch of beauties, Mike Commodore. How stupid are people just to like, I don't, I don't know where they get their facts or their rumors from, but let's just calm down a little bit with this whole Carlson trade rumor. Let's give it some time. You know, maybe he doesn't get dished before the start of the season. Maybe we just pump the brakes on. Ottawa becoming an AHL franchise if they do trade Carlson. Let's just relax a little bit. Let the guy enjoy his summer because it is July. I don't know. I was I was pretty like I couldn't go on Twitter. I mean, you you go on Twitter for five seconds and you see a different Carlson rumor. Stupid. Yeah, and I mean, like everyone in the working world just wants their holiday so badly. They're three or four weeks a year, whatever. NHL GMs take holidays too, okay? Like, they're obviously going down to the GM meetings and getting bombed. But maybe, like, I'm pretty sure they take their holidays too. So, like, I'm not really surprised it hasn't happened. It seems like more of a start of August trade when they're kind of getting back into it. But, like, mid-July trades, like, what even happens? You're not a big travel guy, eh? Like, I mean, if you're you're doing a a roadie, it's usually pretty, uh, like, laid back. You're a Prairies guy, like hit up Cowboys in Calgary or something, eh? You're not a you know a big world traveler. No, I'm I, I think I've said this all the time. I'm like I'd rather go to like a Chell game or like do a Chell game weekend instead of like going to I don't know, like Thailand or Asia or something like that. I'd I'd rather just go to Chell games and chill, go to Cowboys. All right. That's interesting. I, I don't really I don't really see you as like a to find yourself over in like thailand or australia no but. gosh gosh no no if i need to find myself in thailand i probably never am going to find myself <laughs> if anything i'm finding myself in calgary that's that's mine and my buddy's joke but um no it's just i'd go to europe once or twice maybe see see europe or something i want to be that guy there's always that guy who like goes to 30 nhl games and 30 nights or 30 different cities I don't do that. You don't only have to fly for a little bit too, because you could like go to like New York, New York, New Jersey, drive from LA to Anaheim, San Jose. Like you wouldn't have to fly that as much as you think you would. That's too crazy though for me. That's uh, thirty NHL games in thirty days seems insane. I'm fine with I'm fine with just like one um every year, one two a year. I'm good with that. That's enough for me. Um, one more hockey thing. Winnipeg, the Hellebuck deal, that one just broke this week. Uh, six years, six mil for the kid. I think that's a great deal. Like 
Winnipeg got a good deal. Hellebuck got a good deal. Like that's probably one of the, like the fairest deals or contracts you may ever see because Hellebuck set the wins for American goaltender. Yeah, he might have not been the most amazing goalie in the world against Vegas in playoffs, but also Vegas was a destined team, and there was just no stopping him. Yeah, he kind of he led the really one the one really bad goal where I think Bufflin turned it over and Hellebuck had a rocket over his shoulder that he probably should have stopped. But credit to him, there's all like there's always the stories about how he kind of reinvented how he played net like in Kelowna or something like that kind of says lots for an American guy to go to Kelowna, spend the summer there and just like work on your game. And, you know, good for him for, for was he a Vesna finalist this year? And then if the voting would have came after the playoffs, he probably would have won it because Rene sucks. But yeah, I mean, good for him. And it's hard to find hard enough to find a goalie. So, well, that's, uh, that's going to do. We got enough hockey talk out there for the week. We'll be, we'll be coming back a huge episode. Coming back, we're going to take a little extra break, come back with some big episodes, but finish this one off, uh, just a little heartfelt message. Uh, thoughts go out to all the players playing in Eastern Europe, a.k.a. Russia, Czech Republic, Slovakia. Hope you enjoyed your summer. Hope you're enjoying training camp in July because I know where you're off to. So uh, that's going to do it. I don't even know what episode this is now. Are we on like 29, 30, something, uh, something along those lines? Are you counting the uh, rookie roundtable days? No, 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 those are old. Those are buried. I mean, we're still gonna we're still gonna count some of those guests. Alrighty, Adam. Well, uh, you know, of course, you're you're uh, gonna be getting after it in the summer a little bit. Tons of stuff going on. You're gonna be running around the golf course. I know that. If you need energy, though, new energy, you have to you have to get this in you. It's unreal. Powered by blueberries, antioxidants. It's healthy for you. There's no caffeine crash, no sugar, no jitters, none of that garbage that you don't need in energy. It's just a, just a pure form. Tastes like grape candy. Unbelievable. And, of course, you can find it online through our website, worldhockeyreport.com. Not a big deal. And you can follow us on Twitter at worldhockeyrpt. Check it out. Uh, new energy. Get new energy. Uh, the website, that's uh, get neuenergy.com you can find the the product on amazon it's great you gotta test it i mean if you're doing something this summer that requires any sort of physical activity you gotta do it get new energy yeah and you know if you want to see nikita kucherov play this year and tell us why he isn't worth 9.5 million dollars go on over to SeatGeek. i mean you see kucherov play you see the blue jays play i know they kind of suck you see, you see tons of stuff on there, and there's concerts going on this summer. I know Craven's going on right now in Saskatchewan. I kind of wish I was there, but I'm kind of happy I'm not there because I couldn't handle it. But anyway, SeatGeek is an app uh, that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Uh, tickets are given a grade based on value, one to ten scale, so you know how good of a deal you're getting. And you even get to view a little picture from where you're going to sit. So if there's anything blocking you, uh, you won't have to worry about that. And our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So use our code WORLDHockeyReport, all caps, no spaces. That's That's WORLDHockeyReport, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And shout out 12 Ounce Sports Radio, of course. uh, The beauties over there hooking the kids up weekly. All righty. 
let's get at it. Weekend time, it's summer. Enjoy hitting those links, whatever you're doing, gas and beers, watching some CFL, watching some Blue Jays, whatever you're doing. Hey, the boys from World Hockey Report wish you a good summer. See ya. Bye.